0: Hey there. So before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you know that I have something really special for you. So I've created something that you've been asking for, which is an astrology cheat sheet. Yep. It's called the Astro Cheat Sheet. So head on over to veronicaperetti.com slash Astro Cheat Sheet. The link is in the show notes and you can download your cheat sheet to follow along with the podcast. It gives you a little something about all the planets and all the signs so that you know what I'm talking about while you listen. So head on over to VeronicaParetti.com/slash Astro Cheat Sheet. And of course, if you love this podcast and you listen to me every week, Thank you so much. I would so appreciate it if you would rate and review the podcast in Apple Podcasts. Even if you, like me, are a Spotify listener, just head over to the Apple Podcasts site or open it on your phone and give it five stars and leave a review. It really helps other people find this podcast. Welcome to The Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm a yoga teacher, a coach, and most importantly, an astrologer. And that's why I come to you every week here on your podcast feed to let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on Earth. Let's get started. Welcome back to The Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica And I'm recording this week on Wednesday in the morning. So we'll see how the energy is this week. I normally record late afternoon, early evening on Tuesday. But today, my husband went to the office. I wanted to take advantage of having a super quiet apartment for those of you that have been going through pandemic life with your partner in an apartment, whether that be in New York City or. Other places, I feel you. I understand you. The days that he goes back to the office now, I feel like I can do the work of three different people because my focus is so much better than it has been for this whole time where we've both been sharing a small space, talking over one another. So here we are, and I am feeling a sense of relief and expansion this week. I hope you are also feeling that sense of relief and expansion a lot of the big astrology of the week happened on Tuesday. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that first. We had the sun opposite Neptune. Now I mentioned it last week so that you guys knew it was coming, but the sun opposite Neptune can feel like a flashlight in the fog or you're driving in the fog. You've got your headlights on high beams and you can only see a few feet in front of you. That's how sun opposite Neptune can feel. It can make us feel really confused. It can make us feel like we aren't sure what the long term plan is. So that might be unsettling for many of us. On the other hand, for some of us, we might have experienced some illumination about something that's been causing us confusion for a really long time or rather since the beginning of August, because Venus is leading the way. She's really leading the pack right now. She's up ahead of the rest of the inner planets, and she is in Scorpio. She moved into Scorpio last week. We talked about that on episode 106. And on August 9th, she was the first one to oppose Neptune. And that I remember being very intense. A lot of sense of disillusionment, sense of confusion, sense of what are we doing here? What's going on? What can I do? Feeling helpless. Then Mercury opposed Neptune on August 24th. Then Mars opposed Neptune on September 2nd. All of these were pretty intense. Whenever we're working with Neptune, we're working with our connection to spirit, but we're also working with our experience of those things that are not tangible, that are out of our grasp. Neptune also rules our immune system. We've had a lot of Neptune in 2021, And these oppositions also aligned with this spike in what we're seeing on the news, the Delta variant, which is finally starting to recede. So this is pretty interesting that these Neptune oppositions are finally coming to the end. The sun is the last of these inner planets to oppose, and hopefully you're experiencing some clarity on whatever was causing you a sense of confusion or anxiety, because Neptune also can make us feel anxious. And that's not surprising, because when we don't feel like we know what's going on, and we feel like we don't have control, of course, we have a sense of anxiety. I often call these Neptune oppositions, the transits of may cause drowsiness, no operating heavy machinery, because that's how they can feel. You can just feel a little bit checked out. Now, sometimes I like that feeling. I personally have a lot of my planets in the 12th house, which is the house traditionally associated with Neptune and Pisces. And I have Neptune and Pisces in my 12th house right now. I kind of like the feeling of drifting and dreaming and feeling checked out. But of course, We want to feel that way when we want that versus when we're trying to do things in this tangible material realm, especially when things are scary and uncertain, like living through a pandemic. So if you've been feeling this sense of uncertainty in your life, perhaps the sun opposite Neptune this week will give you some illumination. And even if you're still feeling it, know that this chapter is coming to a close. So Mars moved into Libra yesterday as well. So this is the two month period of this year because Mars takes two years to go around the Zodiac where we will be working with compromise, meeting in the middle, confrontation and being a bully is frowned upon. This can be a little bit of a turnoff for those of us that have strong Mars in our charts. Mars people like myself, we like to be a hammer looking for a nail And Mars in Libra is where he's not firing on all 12 cylinders. He doesn't have all his tools at his disposal. He feels a little bit impotent. So it will be an interesting two months. But I do think with all of the anger and the fighting and the polarization that we're experiencing in our society, we could use a little bit of Libra harmonizing right now. So this could be a really good thing. Communication is key. So if you are a Mars person like myself, a hammer looking for a nail, this is an opportunity to change up your strategy. On Thursday this week, the sun is going to trine Pluto. This is a wonderful opportunity to manifest some stuff on this earth plane because the sun is still in Virgo. You still got time to clean out that closet or organize the books or whatever it is that you need to do. Pluto is in Capricorn, as you know, he's been there for a long time. We talked uh, a while back on my 100th episode about the Pluto return for the USA, which we are in the midst of, which is one of the reasons we're experiencing so much turmoil from a societal perspective right now. But this sun trine Pluto is really an awesome opportunity to do some strategizing on how you want to move forward. Maybe sit down and look at what you want to accomplish in the last quarter of 2021 take a moment to really put some focus into what you're going to put your energy into for the rest of this year. You can see the plan coming into place now. Venus, Mercury, and Mars have already had this trine with Pluto. Again, the inner planets are running out before the sun, paving the way. So Venus came through and she talked to Pluto about how you're going to work with whatever you want to get done, your goals. Mercury came through and was like, okay, let's communicate this to the people that need to know. Mars came through and was like, okay, now that Mercury and Venus helps you make the plan, I'm going to help you take action on it. And now the sun is coming through for, so that you can see the whole thing. Now you get to see the full thing, get to see the plan, and continue to execute it. So, this is an exciting time. A lot of things are starting to pick up momentum. It is a time for you to also check in and say, is it working? Because the sun helps you see it clearly. Is it working? What needs to be updated? Do you need help? As the sun moves into Libra next week, it will be a great opportunity for you to ask for help. So if you need to partner up with someone to achieve your goal, maybe it's that you've been working really hard on eating better, but you realize that you want some help from a nutritionist. I personally just found a new acupuncturist. I hate acupuncture. I hate needles. And I realized that in the past, it's always been my last resort because of that, but It's also helped me achieve a lot of healing in those times that I did have to seek it out. So I decided, you know what, for this moment, maybe this is the next thing I need to do. So I found an acupuncturist this week and I'm partnering with her for the next few months. Every Monday, I'm going to see her for treatment. So this is a time where you can assess what do I need some help with and then seek out the right partner to help you do that thing. On Friday, speaking of partnership, Venus is going to square Saturn. Now, when Venus squares Saturn, this is not one of the easiest transits. I had a client last week, funnily enough, who said, I've always had trouble with relationships. I've been told I have Venus square Saturn and I laughed and I said, well, yes, that can be challenging. It doesn't mean that you're going to be a failure in all relationships. My husband has Venus square Saturn. I have Venus opposite Saturn. And I think we have Venus square Saturn in our meet chart, which is the chart of the moment that we met. And so whenever people come to me and they want to pick a wedding date or they want to know if they should marry this guy or this girl we look at the meet chart, we try to identify the moment they met. And of course, it's hard because often when people are going on a first date, they don't assume that this is the person I'm going to marry. So usually they know the day, but they might not know the exact time. And we guesstimate that. But we generally can figure out something close. And we look at that meet chart, that moment that they met, that's the birth of the relationship. And so that is the natal chart that we use when we do election astrology for dates, wedding dates, et cetera. With that said, Venus square Saturn, if you meet someone on Friday, doesn't mean that you're doomed. If you have it in your chart, does not mean you're doomed. And you know, my philosophy on astrology is that you dictate your fate. So whatever is in your chart, you are not doomed. Now, this can be challenging because Venus is in Scorpio, Saturn is in Aquarius, and Uranus, we haven't talked about him for a couple weeks, he is in Taurus. And so Saturn and Uranus are in a wide square right now. So as you know from listening, if you've been listening for a while, and welcome if you're new, Saturn square Uranus is the defining transit of 2021 they are helping us create a new foundation, a new structure that will support us as we move forward with our lives. It's pretty big astrology. We've talked about it before and we'll revisit it as we get closer to December because they're going to have their third and final exact square in December. So when Venus is in Scorpio, she's creating a T-square with those planets and a T-square is a triangle in the sky that creates a sense of tension and we have a square or a T-square, these transits that are challenging, they are the ones that inspire us to take action. So the moon is actually going to be conjunct Saturn when Venus squares Saturn. So we're really going to feel this on Friday. I would say Friday is one of the more challenging days of this week. So any issues in your relationship foundation might be coming up because Saturn is the structures that support us. Venus is our relationships. Venus is also our money. So you might be noticing that there are some holes in your bookkeeping, or there's an unexpected expense that you have to take care of, or an unexpected medical bill or something like that. Venus and Scorpio has a lot to do with money because Scorpio is the sign that rules taxes and other people's money, inheritance and gambling and all of that. So this is an interesting T-square. See how it plays out in your life. It's probably going to give you more information on whatever the Saturn Uranus square story is for you this year, which we're still in the process of unfolding. And of course, Saturn square Uranus is creating a lot of restlessness. There is a restlessness undercurrent to this whole entire year. And that's why this year in a lot of ways has been harder than 2020. I think 2020 was really challenging, but there was a sense of we're going to get out of this. Now now we feel this sense of consistent restlessness, which is challenging. This is an opportunity with Venus square Saturn to commit to taking the actions you need to have the relationship you want with your partner, with your family, with your friends, or with your money. We had Mars at the last degree of Virgo on Tuesday, and I posted on Instagram that Britney Spears nuked her Instagram account. She deleted her Instagram account, and then she posted on Twitter, Don't worry, I deleted my Instagram account to just enjoy my engagement. So you may have heard that she got engaged. I talked a little bit about her chart on the podcast last week and I went on Instagram and said, what a 29 degree Virgo move because Virgo loves to purge and Mars is the sign of cutting and separating. So this Venus square Saturn, it might bring up some of those feelings about the places in your life where maybe you've cut things away. Maybe you cut away social media. Maybe you've cut away some friends that have different values than you. Maybe you've cut away some family members that were really toxic. Maybe you've decided to cut away from your job, whatever it is that you released over the past few months or a few weeks or this whole year. You might come to terms with some emotions about it and you might have a moment of, oh, now I get to process the feelings that come with that loss because Venus and Scorpio helps us come to terms with our loss and with our grief. And we've had a lot of loss and a lot of grief this year and last year. But on the other hand, Venus square Saturn is an opportunity to do the actions that build up the foundation again. And those are small, mundane things like having a meal together with your partner or calling your mom every other day to reestablish that connection. Or maybe that is updating your books every day so that you can get back on track with your money goals. Whatever it is, all Venus topics apply. But there's some sense of needing to take some action to reestablish a solid foundation in your relationship to all those things, your partner, your family, your friends, and your money. So I think this is a week of expansion. This is a week that leads up to the full moon on Monday. So next week, we're going to have a full moon in Pisces at 7.55 PM Eastern time at 28 degrees Pisces. The moon will be in Pisces. The sun will be in Virgo when they are exactly opposite. We have a full moon. The moon reflects the light of the sun. The sun is going to have a wide conjunction to Mars and the moon is going to have a wide conjunction to Neptune. So we're going to be working with action, taking action on our dreams, taking action on the things that have been causing us anxiety. So I have a little anecdote for you. Many of you know that my mother is uh you know brainwashed by the disinformation campaign that's coming from the right wing politically in this country and around the world and she has refused to get vaccinated which has caused me a lot of anxiety so my opinions on the vaccine are pretty evident my political opinions are pretty evident if you're still listening you probably agree with me and it's been really hard. It's been one of the hardest things we've ever dealt with in our relationship. And it's been really interesting because after my father died in 2014, my mother and I got along better than ever. And then when Trump was elected in 2016, it caused this pretty intense rift. And from there, it only got worse when the pandemic started because then it was her Irresponsibility actually putting her life in danger and putting my life in danger when I went there to see her, as well as my husband, etc. So it's all really come to a head because we got married this year. And so my mother was one of two people that was not vaccinated at my wedding, which only had 20 people. And now we're having our big wedding celebration in November that's been pushed back twice because of the pandemic. And she is one of her and her friends are the only ones who wouldn't be vaccinated. And now because New York city has put into effect the law that goes into place this week, that everyone has to be vaccinated to go to a public venue. We actually had to tell her that she has to get it or not come. And that was something that was causing me a ton of anxiety and confusion and lack of clarity since these Neptune oppositions started on August 9th and we finally on Tuesday with the Sun opposite Neptune had the conversation with her that she knew was coming and we knew was coming but everybody was putting it off and I had a realization that I wanted to share with you which is that taking the action relieves the pressure this full moon is going to have a wide conjunction to Mars our action rules our muscles and a wide conjunction to Neptune, which is our immune system, as well as our relationship to spirit. So this is an opportunity to take action on whatever has been causing you anxiety. When we have the sun in Virgo, things that cause us anxiety become more evident because Virgo rules the gut. And a lot of the time, the things that cause us to feel unsettled are coming from that place of gut instinct, right? So there is an opportunity to release and let go of whatever has been plaguing you for the past, whether that be a month and a half or this whole year or the two years. If there's a way for you to release some of that pent up emotion, then this is a great time to do it. Pisces is a sign that often has a lot to do with our emotions because it is a water sign and it's ruled by the two fish swimming in opposite directions, one to our shadow self and one to our highest self. So there's a connection between the part of ourself that we don't want to look at, our subconscious layers, and our highest self that we're attempting to ascend to. And we have to go down into the depths of the shadow so that we can reach the highest levels of our potential. So that's a little bit on the full moon for Monday. There's also a Mercury trine Jupiter in that one. And that's great because Mercury's in Libra, you know, he's in his pre retrograde shadow. He's going to retrograde later this month. And Jupiter's in Aquarius, still retrograde until October. I had previously mentioned that I do think things will ease up pandemic wise in October when Jupiter turns direct because we had that really nice, naive time when Jupiter went into Pisces for a few months and we all took our masks off and we were having a good time. And then Jupiter retrograded back into Aquarius and back came the restrictions, which we all expected. And once Jupiter moves direct in Aquarius and starts moving forward again in October, hopefully things will start to feel a little bit lighter. But until then, we have Mercury trine Jupiter with the full moon on Monday, and that means ideas are going to flow, connection is going to be easy, and you might have some really awesome ideas, and there are ideas that you're going to want to revisit because Mercury is going to retrograde, and he is going to trine Jupiter two more times because of his retrograde path. So he will trine Jupiter again on October 3rd, and then one last time on October 31st, Halloween, So pay attention to your thoughts and ideas or any aha moments that you have because those big ideas and dreams may need a little retrograde editing, but that's okay. That's what Mercury retrograde is about. It's about reviewing, editing, checking your work, and making sure it's good to go. So remember, this is a week of expansion. We have a full moon in Pisces coming on Monday. That is a time of honoring that there are no bounds. There are no limitations. Pisces is the sign that's most associated with boundlessness. It's ruled by Neptune, the lord of the water, of the ocean. The ocean knows no bounds. Water can seep into every crevice. So allow yourself to expand this week. Allow yourself to take action on the things that are causing a contraction in your body causing anxiety, causing gripping, and any of those things, see if you can do a little ritual to release them on the full moon. And remember that this is part of life. This is the spanda. So in Sanskrit and yoga practice, we have this concept of spanda, which is the ever-present vibration that underlies the universe. And there's a constant contraction and expansion that's happening. You inhale, you expand the lungs, you exhale, you contract the lungs. And that's always happening in everything we do in life. The moon cycle shows us this as well. We wax from the new moon to the full moon, and we wane from the full moon to the new moon. So there's always this receive and release, this expand and contract that's constantly happening. But this is a nice time to enjoy the expansion this week. Hey, did you know that you can practice yoga with me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, as well as two Sundays a month in online yoga club? I take the practice of yoga and the ancient wisdom tradition of astrology and bring them together and we practice in collaboration with the planets. I hope you'll join me. You can find all the details at veronicaparetti.com yoga. Okay. One last thing. You know, I have this new segment, something I'm obsessed with this week. Last week, we talked about my friend Hanukkah Antonelli's book. This week, I wanted to tell you that I am obsessed with this Instagram account at Moshe, M-O-S-H-E-H. I have been following him since the crisis in Afghanistan a few weeks ago with the withdrawal. And he really had some of the best information. Through him I have found so many journalists that I've been following who are on the ground in Afghanistan and he's just been sharing great content every day, not just about that, but about the news in general. I almost feel like he is the ultimate curator of the news, giving me everything I need in my Instagram stories. So, if you want to stay informed but you don't have the energy to read the New York Times every day and the Atlantic and the Washington Post, etc then follow him at Mosheh, M-O-S-H-E-H, and I will also include a link to his Instagram in the show notes. Coincidentally, I ended up messaging with him. I joined his Patreon because I appreciate what he's doing so much that I wanted to pay him for his content. We started messaging, and it turns out that he was one year ahead of me at George Washington University, and he had shared some of his thoughts about being there when September 11th happens and I was also there when September 11th happened. So it was a pretty funny turn of events and just another moment of realizing how small the world is and how connected we all truly are. So I hope you'll follow him and I hope you learn a lot and I will talk to you next week. Please know you can always text me if you want Astro updates throughout the week. I send two or three texts a week. You can text me at 917- 540-3401. And I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple podcasts and tell your friends. Finally, come find me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. I'll talk to you next week.